Welcome to Fitzarns Property Exchange, hosted by Pearl Skeltimer, designed to keep you informed and captivated about the South African residential property market. Subscribe to our channel today and enjoy conversations with some of the most influential, innovative and interesting industry experts, stakeholders and scheme executives as they render input in today's property market. Hi, good day, and once again, welcome to Fitzans Property Exchange. Gee whiz, I can't tell you how long we've waited for this interview, but I'm extremely excited and what an honor to speak to Aubrey Sneeman. Aubrey Sneeman qualified as a town and regional planner at the University of Pretoria, after which he spent the next 10 years gaining experience as a senior town planner at the City Council of Pretoria and the Department of Housing. He established Multiprof Property Intelligence in 1998. So for the past 32 years, he's been acting as a consultant in the property industry, using his curiosity and ability to connect the dots between the industry professions. Multiprof Property Intelligence is a versatile yet focused consulting enterprise offering a spectrum of services, including town planning applications, as-built plans for schemes, scheme building audits, general sectional title advice, as well as exclusive use area plans. Multiprof Property Intelligence also provides civil engineering, complex evaluation, and property inspection services. Aubrey is passionate about sharing his vast amount of knowledge and his ever-popular training sessions includes a variety of topics relevant to the sectional title fraternity. By Anama, we are well known with Aubrey and his knowledge pertaining to plans and changes to schemes. So Aubrey, it is such a privilege to welcome you today. Uh, thank you very much. It's a privilege to be here and uh, to share some of uh, my experience and knowledge with you that I uh, am sure will, will contribute to understanding of the very complex sectional title landscape that we deal with. Thank you. Indeed it will. So let's start off right at the beginning. In the sectional title management environment, especially for us as managing agents, we hear about so many different plans. There's a site development plan for which a developer is responsible. There's sectional plans for the body corporate or the sectional title scheme. Then there's building plans. Won't you please elaborate what these different plans are and what they mean? Who needs what? Uh, I understand the confusion and I would gladly just share some background on it. Firstly, we talk about the site development plan. Now, that is a plan required as a result of the zoning of the property. Normally, properties that zones residential two, three or four or business will require a site development plan. And that's basically the plan that indicates the basic layout of a complex or a shopping center, anything like that. Uh, so it gives things like the entrances, the exits, green areas, parking areas. It will uh, look at the coverage, the amount of roofed areas that, that is within the zoning specifications, the floor area ratio, 
And most importantly, the purpose of it is to ensure a, a good living environment on a property or a good business environment. So it will make sure that the quality of living is as good as it can be and it will look like things like the safety of people, the visual appearance of structures. And it is a permanent plan that needs to be updated every time that there's a change. So it's not only the developer. Of course, it's done when the property is developed for the first time. That's the first plan submitted to council. But then in future, any changes made on the property first needs to be indicated on the site development plan. I must emphasize that. Can I interrupt? Yes, you can. So does that mean, say, for example, the developer has drafted this plan, submitted, the plan is approved, and the parking area for this specific commercial site is in a specific area and they now renovate and want to change it. The site development plan has to be updated again. 100% correct. It must always be up to date and building plans, the next thing we'll, we'll talk about, uh, will always be approved on the hand on, uh, of an approved site development plan. Okay, so the site development plan is the basis. That's where it all starts. That's the basis, yeah. I just want to mention that in some municipalities, some provinces, it is not the norm to ask for it, especially in Gauteng, and most of the, the councils will insist on that. Uh, but it's best to inquire from your specific council if mm. site development plans form part of the requirements in most of the metropolitan areas, it could be the case. Okay, so that's the site development plan. The next one? Okay, the next one is what we call building plans, and that is in terms of the national building regulations. That is standard for all uh, municipalities. There is minor changes that is allowed by different councils. So that is to ensure the safety of owners, and that will look at the building methods it would look at the, the size of the units. It would look at the safety as far as the roofs is concerned, trusses is concerned, the size of the foundations, and of course, all the uh, plumbing requirements will be will be indicated there. So, and and that is true for any property, not only sectional title. So, there's basically no difference between the rules for a normal dwelling and then for a in a complex as far as the structure is concerned. It's safety, so yeah, um, that is according to the national building regulations. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then the third one, of course, the one that that, uh, that you deal with most and that uh, the managing agents mostly see is sectional title plans. Now, we said that the site development plan is to indicate the layout of the property in accordance with the town planning scheme. Uh, the building plans is the safety according to the national building regulations. Now, the only purpose or the sole purpose of sectional title plans is ownership. That uh. is where you'll see in a complex who owns what. What is a section? What is common property? And if exclusive use areas are registered, 
uh, it might be indicated on the sectional title plan. But I often get the question, but I have building plans. Why do I need sectional title mm. plans or vice versa? It serves two very different purposes and, in fact, have very little to do with each other, except that it's a requirement to, to have approved building plans when you make changes to the sectional title plan. Except for that, it, it, they have very little to do with each other. Okay, thank you so much for that. I definitely understand it much better. We're going to get back to the sectional plans a little later. The new buzzword is the Spluma Act. Actually, it's not so new. The Spatial Planning and Land Use Management Act at 16 of 2013. Please explain to us the importance of the Spluma Act. Okay, previously... Each province had its own town planning ordinance and there was very different methods that was used, for instance, to apply for rezonings and change land use rights. Uh, the purpose of Spluma was to standardize this so we don't have ordinances anymore. We have one standard method of how land use is managed. In reality, it haven't worked out that well because they stole from province to province or area to area different interpretations. And one of the very uh, specific ones that affects the property industry is that in certain of the provinces, like uh, Mapumalanga specifically, if you want to sell your property, you need to have a Spluma certificate to ensure that all the land use rights are in place. In places like uh, Gauteng and specifically Pretoria, where we deal with mostly, it is not a requirement, although in sectional title where there's extension of a unit, there is a certificate that is a 28.9 bylaw certificate that is in general referred to as a Spluma certificate. But a Spluma certificate does not really exist. It is a bylaw certificate. So it is implemented differently all over the country. And again, it's important, depending on in which area you are, that you get the information how it will affect your sectional title scheme or your property for mm. that matter. As a matter of interest, if I want to sell my property in sectional title, can the prospective buyer request me to provide such a Spluma certificate as conditions of the offer? No, uh, there will not be a certificate. Well, as I said, specifically in 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 in, uh, in Swane, Gauteng area, there will not be a certificate like that available. It's only if an extension was made to a section. And then you go through the 28.9 process and you get a 28.9 certificate. It's not a Spluma certificate, but a typical unit that had no changes made will not have a, a certificate like that. Okay. This certificate, if it is required for whatever reason, is this issued by the local town council? That's correct. Yes, that will okay. be issued by, by the council. All right. So what building regulations must be followed in sectional title? Okay. Uh, as I said before, there's in fact no difference between building regulations in a 
uh, in a complex or for a private dwelling. It has to do with the safety. So uh, there will be all the standard things, including things like building lines. Important to understand that in a complex, each unit don't have its own earth or site. Yeah. There's only one property. And council deal with that property as one, and the building regulations obviously must be adhered to on the property as a whole. And technically, if one illegal structure is erected in the complex, then the property per se is illegal. No matter that it is Unit 7 that did it or Unit 12 or this one, yeah. the whole property is illegal. And, and therefore, it is the responsibility of the body corporate and the trustees then representing them to ensure mm. that the whole complex is legal and comply to all the building regulations. And that will include all the, the, the specific things as the sizes of foundations, the quality of the trusses, and how sewage connections are made, the whole list, I mean, we can talk about it for the whole day. There are plenty, but so all of them, there's, there's no exceptions in a complex that's different from a, a normal house. Okay, so let's, let's look at a scenario. You have, for example, a scheme consisting of 30 sections and over years trustees has, without being properly informed, given permission for certain structures to be erected or sections to be extended by enclosure of a courtyard. That could be a big, good example or erection of a carport. And suddenly they realize that, okay, this was not the way to go about it. How is this rectified? Oh, sorry, can I rephrase? Multiprof provides the service of doing building audits. What would that yes. entail? Yeah. After many years of trustees thinking they are giving permission or in fact giving permission but it has no value, the first step would be to really find out what the legal status of a complex is. Okay. You can understand that if there's 30 units over 40 years or 50 years, hardly any of them would be as it was original. Now, one of the aspects that is often problematic is what we call coverage. That means mm -hmm. that in the zoning certificate, it would state that 30% of the property can be covered by roofs. Typically, the developer will use most of that. And as soon as owners start adding roofs, it may be that you already exceed those allowed coverage or even with your floor area ratio. Now, that means that all the roofs can possibly not be allowed. Uh, and therefore, we first need to understand what is the status quo. And that is uh, how we go about it. We, we try to get the approved building plans. We get the zoning certificates. We get the sectional title plans. And then we physically go and survey each of the units and we provide the owners with a page per unit and uh, recommendations. And there we will know, do we 
uh, have extra coverage to use in future? Do we already exceed that? Do we have enough parking on the property as per the zoning certificate? Mm. It's quite extensive. It, it Well, it is. Unfortunately, it, it's quite time-consuming. And to make sure that the information is correct, it is, but that's a starting point. You know, it's oh. no use dealing with information that is not uh, reliable and up-to-date because eventually when plans are submitted, it can be that council then say, sorry, we cannot deal with these plans because you have exceeded your coverage or uh, in complexes where there's not that many alterations and extension. Does that necessarily mean that it has to be taken down or can there be an alternative by applying for rezoning? Yes, it is possible to ask for uh, rezoning, but it's up to council to decide if they want to support it. So there's no guarantee for that. Coverage is a bit easier. We can apply for up to 10% extra coverage when we submit a site development plan. But coverage, the purpose of all of these uh, land use controls is to control the development. You don't want a development that have 80% roofs on it and shade netting and whatever. It, it, it will negatively affect the value of the owners. And, and therefore, we, we have no guarantee that it can be done. And the idea that, that one should look at that is, is really a last resort. Okay. We obviously try to advise a body corporate to maintain as much of the illegal structures that is not detrimental to the complex. If uh, extension is going to negatively affect the value of the units or your neighbor's units, of course, you should not mm. support those type of things. Perhaps just on that note, a very important thing to understand is that trustees have no right to approve or to give approval for any additions or alterations that is not in line with the national building regulations, with the site development plan, and with the sectional title act. So the fact that trustees gave permission, even in writing, have mm. no value as far as that that gives you the right to do that. Trustees can only give permission as far as they are not exceeding another law and unfortunately, they don't often understand understand yes. that and, and, and owners as well. Mm. Thank you so much for that. I actually want you to repeat it, but I think the message came through quite clear. So once again, back to our scenario. This has now happened and a multi-prof has been appointed to do the building audit. You do the extensive research of sectional plans, zoning certificates, as you've mentioned, and then you supply the trustees with a report and recommendations. So the next step would be to call a meeting of members, I suppose, to get the necessary approval. Yes, of course. Now you need the buy-in from the owners, and that is typically where we run into problems because the owners have a vested interest in what was added on illegally, 
often it's as well the trustees and the chairperson that have a, a vested interest in the status quo. But the reality is that the body corporate and the trustees obviously have a fiduciary duty to ensure that the complex is legal and comply with all the rules and regulations of the country that include the town planning scheme, that include the national building regulation, and it includes the sectional title plan. A very practical example of how it negatively affects a complex is where additions was done, but the sectional title plans was not updated, yeah. and therefore the PQs is not corrected. In reality, it means that all the owners that haven't made changes are subsidizing the owners that have extended their units and now technically have bigger sections, but they don't pay their part of the levy. Yes. And that is one of the fiduciary duties, as you will know, of trustees is to ensure that levies are collected correctly according to the PQ. Mm. And we have lots of, uh, I mean, there's a new wave of people now objecting to that and, and CSOS, I think, uh, is coming on board as well. So complexes will have to seriously look at their PQs and correct them if they are not corrected. I cannot agree with you more because those are the complaints we receive very regularly on a weekly basis. Why do I have to pay levy, but my neighbor has extended his unit and he's not paying accordingly? So, yes, it is a very unfair situation and it needs to be corrected. My question is, these building plans that need to be updated for the necessary approval by members of the body corporate as well as the local town council, does this have to be done by a professional architect? There is some, uh, a bit of a grey area. There is new regulations coming into play. We don't know when. That states that in a complex, only a registered architect is supposed to be able to sign off. We haven't seen it in practice happening, and I'm not sure when that will become applicable. Up to now, uh, as long as you are registered at SACAP, the council accept plans and, and approve them. How it will pan out in future, I don't know. But there is some background noises as far as that is concerned. Okay. All right. I just want to say clearly, and Aubrey, please tell me if you don't agree with me, the cost involved for changing of the plans or getting building plans, new building plans approved, is for the account of the owner concerned. Am I correct? I agree with you wholeheartedly. It is the benefit of it is for the owner. What I am of the opinion of as far as the site development plan is concerned, that is a plan that indicates all the sections. Yeah, that would be very important. Yes. So my, my opinion is that the body corporate should pay for an up-to-date site development plan and get it up to date once. After that, anybody that wants to add, make new additions, of course, the owner should pay for that updating of the site development plan as 
well as for his building plans. But it's it's unfair uh, for the body corporate to say, you know, you want to now update yours, you pay for the site development plan, mm. while 28 of the other 30 is also not up to date. So, so yeah, in practice, I think that works best. Yes. yes. To end off, if people would like to consult with you or obtain more information pertaining the specific topic of plans, building plans, approval thereof, creating exclusive use, where can they get hold of you or Multiprof? Thank you, Paul. A few ways to get hold of us. Firstly, I'll give you uh, the email address, and that is info at mpdp.coza. I always say info at mama, papa, donkey, papa. It's easy to remember, .co.za, and then normally people giggle a bit and they remember it. Or our office number, Pretoria 012-361-5095. You're welcome to contact me on that line, or I'll even give you my uh, private cell number, 082-5560-944. Obviously, it's always easier to send the email because we have a a, a track record of it or even a WhatsApp, but you're very welcome to contact me and uh, I'll gladly pay a visit to your complex and uh, assist you with with the above uh, info that we discussed. Thanks, Paul. Audrey, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us. Thank you, Paul. This was Fitzsounds Property Exchange, hosted by Pearl Skeltimer. Not only do we keep you informed on the very latest in the property industry, we also empower by expanding your knowledge base. Make sure to visit www.fitzan.co.za to find out more about sectional title scheme management, letting, sales and trustee training. Remember to subscribe to our channel and follow us on all our social platforms.